हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू अवंतिका डिजाइनरिंग सीरीज और एडीएस एस वी लाइक टू कॉल इट एवरी वीक ऑन वेडनेसडे वी फीचर डिजाइन एंड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर्स हु शेयर द प्रोफेशनल जर्नी दर थॉट्स ऑन द डोमेन ऑफ वर्क एंड डिजाइनरिंग वेयर द वर्ल्ड ऑफ डिजाइन एंड इंजीनियरिंग मीट मेक श्योर यू फॉलोअर्स ऑन सोशल मीडिया इंस्टाग्राम लिंकड इन फेसबुक एंड ट्विटर एंड विद दैट लेट्स कंटिन्यू विद योर शो फिनेंस इज ऑलवेज बीन अ कॉम्प्लेक्स टॉपिक for most people to wrap their heads around creating an inclusive solution in this context can be a difficult task to pull having a deep understanding of the user's needs and context can help in creating inclusive and immersive experiences that simplify their lifestyle it can lead to a better customer experience and help foster an amicable relationship between humans and finance to make the topic less intimidating so how can designers create seamless and unified experiences that are also inclusive to know more about this theme in this episode we interact with ashok shetty vice president and head of user experience design studio at hdfc bank with over two decades of experience defining the product vision building design teams and establishing best practices in ux and ui he holds expertise in design strategy for the ecosystem omni channel user research interaction design human centered design design thinking methods and much more and that's why on our journey of discovering designering we talk to him about designing beyond framework Hello Ashok welcome to Avantika Designering Podcast series it's an honor and pleasure for us to host you on our show today thank you for inviting me rohit and i look forward to have a great discussion with you today interesting so ashok as a ice breaking question finally designers have a voice to expand the design scope bringing into environment rather than the uh, chorus of tools frameworks design structures case studies user interfaces and digital objects the question that i have for you there is what are some of the practices that designers can use to ensure their designs are visually communicated to earn that trust okay this is a very good question rohit uh well first um, i feel that a true designer always had and should have a voice a uh, designer always um, you know defines that he would like to take this field because there's always an inner calling in him or her unlike any other profession the reason being that the inner calling and the person who realizes this is that he can feel and he or she can feel that they can solve complex human problems or create something wonderful out of nothing hence i say that a passionate designer always has a voice and i've seen this in the last uh, you know so many years of working uh but now on the practices that one can follow and remember are that um, design that is only focused on visual communication without a business purpose is not a great design it does not work um you know and uh, what i feel is that design must always drive 
and support business metrics, whether it is strategic as well as, uh, you know, very strongly aligned with visual. Uh, it has to involve real customers, uh, their needs and wants through various uh, research techniques. You should always involve, you know, cross-functional project teams whose KPIs are driven in this project and co-create the solution, okay? Because then the entire solution becomes a team's ownership, uh, not uh, like a designer working on silos. Here is where the value proposition comes out. The ROI of design comes out and then trust becomes de facto, you know, uh, because then the designer does not have to earn or um, prove uh, the trust factor. It's it's part of the team. Well, that's an interesting take. In fact, um, you know, what you're answered, you know, touched upon are the various stakeholders involved in the conversation. That's that's pretty interesting. In fact, moving from the icebreaker, Ashok, to your personal journey. Having worked in design industry for over two decades, your expertise ranged from identifying the product concept to developing design teams to establishing best practices in UX and UI. You've conceptualized and led creation of many multinational brands that are used by millions of people out there. You'd love to know about your career experiences. How did the last uh, two decades, over two decades actually happen? Were they uh, seamlessly planned, um, uh, and 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 that's how it it is planned out to be, or was it sheer luck? How how did it, the last two and a, uh, you know over two two decades actually uh, work for you? The initial part of my career, I went with the flow, and uh, once you know I started getting senior positions, is where I had I did plan it. That's the way it went. I did plan when will I have my, you know, certifications or advanced, uh, uh, you know, education and which companies I would work for. What are the kind of project that I would like to take for uh, work with? However, uh, my learning that I would like to share, um, you know, is that irrespective of the size and the scale and the company uh, that I work for is, uh, is to keep everything, you know, simple because... Rohit, we are in the in the business, or I am the business of working with people, whether they are part of stakeholders from an organization or if there are consumers on the other side. So hence, uh, keeping things simple and every design element in the UI that we create, I always uh, strive to see a purpose for its presence. Otherwise, it does not work. You know, it does not have any meaning. Hence. Uh, you know, I feel this this mantra has um, has helped me, and uh, I am very thankful for, for my mentors and supervisors to be very kind throughout my journey of over twenty five years, where they've given uh, and uh, guided me with these techniques to how to look, you know, uh, into the details of any requirement or design, and then think through the working solution. This is uh, what my career experience is, and that's what I'd like to share with. Wow, that's that's such a gratifying comment where you actually remember the people who've added value in your journey and who've who've shaped your journey to be where it is. So that's that's really interesting. In fact, um, Ashok, while researching about you, we we stumbled upon the fact that you built your organization's first user experience design studio 
from ground up and you often wear several hats such as manager leading your team to progress lead designer envisioning end to end business uh, customer interface and partner bridging the holes between a very talented team of project managers and designers the question that i have for you there is how do you combine all of your talents when serving in cross functional teams well there is no method or i don't see it as combining uh, these uh, talents or experiences uh, the lens through which i see any project or an engagement uh, is that uh, don't look at the size and the scale and uh, millions of people it will it will make a difference for okay at the initial stage look at uh, at the at the core purpose spend a lot of uh, you know a quality time understanding what is the real design challenge here you know what is that we're solving this for uh, who's going to use it uh, why is the organization investing so much time and money into it and uh, pick and choose and think through rather the methods that you know uh, uh, me and my team that would select to design this solution okay uh, look at the methods if it if it will deliver the expected outcome that's very very important so these techniques are more important than looking at the magnitude or the diversity of the engagements on the projects you know at the initial stage so that's that's where you know i feel um, most of the time when we look through this lens and we analyze the design challenge compared to the brief that is given to us is where it has worked um, in the bank or in the projects rather that i have been working on beautiful in fact while you just mentioned bank i was about to ask my next question which is connected to your current workplace hdfc bank in fact i've been a proud customer since nearly two decades and it is one of india's leading financial institutions offering a diverse range of financial products and services to over 43 million customers out there hdfc has achieved this by a single minded emphasis on product leadership consumer focus and operational excellence emerging as a leading player in all of its market segment the question that i have for you ashok there is could you tell us about the company's design team work culture that's a good question rohit and um, i would love to answer this because this has been one of my very passionate engagements um two years back when you know we were at the foundation of the studio and uh, let me tell you that in the bfsi sector hdfc bank is one of the only company who has this in-house center of excellence team and i'm very proud to be part of it and very thankful for the senior leadership to come out with this vision and think and also uh, you know fund it so over there when we were at this foundational stage where I, me and my supervisor were debating and brainstorming okay uh, because this is a team this is multi skill team with researchers designers writers animators program manager developer you know um how do we position this in the bank which is very very um you know um finance oriented or rather uh, retail oriented um a b here is um, what can be the um, you know uh, delivery method 
So the B part was much easier. We decided that, okay, everybody should be an independent contributor as per the levels of their experience, because that's very, that's key because, because these are design SMEs. Now, A part was very difficult for us. What is the culture? You know, how do we define it? So the foundational team, which were, which had joined about two years back, we came up with an idea to have a design hackathon. Okay, within the team itself, within the participants, we spent about a day doing a design thinking workshop. And there is where one outcome, one of the outcome was to come up to define who we are and what we should, uh, you know, uh, uh, look forward for to, uh, when a designer from the user experience design studio that we call right now from an HDFC bank business unit comes out and talks and interacts and and solutions, uh, the whole, you know, um, requirement. So we came out with this four dimensions. One was uh, a, a thinker uh, seeking and making inspiring, measurable impact, you know, using behavioral sciences and research. That was one key part of it. We are innovators using the power of design and technology to solve problems. Uh, we also are renegade, very, very pragmatic, realistic uh, solution. And the focus is on to cre creating future shaping experiences. And if it does not work, or if you see a problem, say it much earlier than later. And always work as a collaborator. Look at the team spirit. Focus on, you know, though we are independent contributors, focus on the larger big picture. Okay, irrespective of seniority and designation, work with a lot of respect and, uh, you know, and help each other to take it forward, whether it is cross-functional teams or whether it's in the team, whether it's with customers doing research and so on and so forth. These four dimensions helped us and is helping us now also to take the design studio forward and, uh, and also drive the working design vision that we have is about providing delightful and frictionless user experience to all digital properties. So with these, uh, you know, four dimensions, or I would say uh, the culture, you know, it really helps us uh, to work on a daily basis and brainstorm and, you know, um, share knowledge, you know, work on solutions and take it forward. Hey, did you know the first of its kind interactive humanoid IRA was launched by HDFC Bank under the Project AI. IRA, which stands for Intelligence Robotic Assistant, combines robotics and AI to enhance customer assistance. Well, that's a very creative, um, interesting way of actually defining culture. Uh, at your workplace. I mean, this is the first time I've come across, um, you know, hackathon being used as a channel uh, to define how do you want to function, and, and and it's pretty interesting. I'm I'm sure that it must be an exciting um, and a very vibrant uh, environment by by how you are defining it, right? Oh yes, yes, we actually live through it, <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a team uh, who have varied experiences there are team members with about you know six months of experience or team members who've just started their career with uh a, with a larger part of the team which is about i think um 
seven or eight people who have over 20 years of experience in the 15 to 20 years of bracket. So it's a very diverse experience team that we have. And this culture really ties together. There are heated discussions to over a solution. There are differences. And they, we also, though these happens on a daily basis, we also spend a lot of time okay, um, to, to have fun to every, because being a bank, we work on alternate uh, you know, uh, Saturdays. So we spend a lot of time doing team engagement activities. And these are also very creatively driven. There are storytelling exercises. There are team building exercises, you know, and and this is what keeps us going. Well, this is so interesting. In fact, you know, while you've been talking about all of this and, and while I've been doing this podcast show since last over one year, I've, I've heard this from many uh, leaders who come from IT companies doing all of these uh, exciting things, but rarely you come across BFSI, which which has a very different positioning in your uh, mind, doing some of these exciting uh, hacks. That's that's a pretty interesting thing to know. In fact, um, you know, moving further ahead, Ashok, as a financial company, the user connects with several gadgets. Whether it's net banking or a smartphone app that I'll end up using on my phone, as a designer, we are still used to a system where mistakes will naturally occur. The question that I have is, how do you and your design team ensure that all people with separate devices have a seamless and unified experience? I mean, wouldn't it be a huge challenge because the people who are using it on smartphones, on feature phones, on um, tablets and iPads, on laptops, on desktops, and how do you still land up you know, designing a seamless experience across for all of these set of users. As you know, uh, Rohit, that design is an evolving process. Um, you know, uh, while there are digital properties live from the bank uh, side, but we are constantly working uh, in the background to make it uh, as much easier and as much context driven, you know, to the customers. Over here, um, in the last two years, in the multiple engagements that we've done, what we strongly believe, and one of the pillars of the studio is, uh, you know, working on evidence-based designs, which means having a very deep understanding of our uh, digital customer needs. And uh, what I mean by saying this is that, you know, um, the team over here, the studio, does uh, a lot of qualitative one-on-one UX customer research for one hour. And we have been doing this across uh, tiers in India. In the last financial year, we have done over 300 individual researches um, where we spend a lot of time you know, uh, on the customer needs and how are they going to use these digital properties before even creating them. you know, And that's where... Um, we figure out the devices. We have spent a lot of time understanding their ecosystem through various research techniques, um, technically, um, you know, um, and that's where, you know, we go ahead and define, hey, look, this is this would be a mobile app and the fidelity of the app uh, should be like if it, if it is in a great internet connection or a zone, it will be full blown if there is uh, in a, in a, a sector where we have less connectivity, can we have a text-only app? You know, that's the discussion that we have in, within the studio. 
uh, as well as uh, the solution that we also create, we also reach and understand uh, from an ana- analytic perspective, also from other secondary research, which is there in the bank, which are the devices people use. And that's where we, we, we derive at a solution which either can be responsive in nature or can have an app that is, uh, you know, scaling up and scaling down based on the network and uh, or whether it has to be an ecosystem solution, which means uh, completely uh, uh, from all, um, you know, touch point with the customer, wherever he's interacting, he or she is interacting on the dealer side or on the, on, uh, or on the bank side and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of study whether uh, which is qualitative in nature, there are teams who do a lot of quantitative research and insights of this research, they get plugged into the solution. As I said, the studio has happened and functioning since last two years. We are working on a lot of digital properties, which I'm sure we'll see, uh, you know, uh, we will see implementation in the future months and years. And gradually, you'll see this change going forward. Um, that's where I... That's where I, you know, look forward for. Interesting. In fact, uh, moving from your journey and and the work at HDFC Bank to talking about, you know, what's happening in in the design ecosystem and and certain question on design, um, uh, you know, design as an area. In fact, design has once been widely seen ashore uh, as a means of making goods more appealing. Still, nowadays, it is seen as a way of thinking and innovative process driven by desire for a greater account and customer satisfaction. In fact, user testing is a very critical aspect of making an immersive experience when designing a product. The question that I have for you there, Ashok, is how can analytics lead us in the right direction with our product and how can we have the best framework for evaluating interaction with the product? Well, um, Rohit, this is an interesting question again. And um, data analytics, um, you know, uh, it helps, it really helps. I'm sure we all know in understanding the customer's uh, mental model or behaviors, you know, and uh, the way we look at it is, um, you know, creating a micro segment from a persona based on their psychographics and their needs and how can we design and solve those needs. Um, However, uh, you know, in terms of framework, um, uh, the way uh, I would look look at it is like, you know, when we are in a very, very initial stage of the project, in the formative stage of the project, uh, the team spends a lot of time uh, uh, over here in this organization or in my past uh, organizations. We spend a lot of time understanding uh, uh, the uh, insights from this research and uh, we call it as a secondary research and whether it comes from data analytics or whether we have existing research in the company which was done as surveys or any form and shape direct with the customers and uh, also spending a lot of time doing a digital landscape you know whether it if it's a banking solution or if it is an uh, aviation solution or um, or let's assume it's a telco solution, but looking within the domain as well as outside the de- domain because for a, example, for a journey like customer service applies everywhere. So how was it done in some other industry and can we, uh, you know, uh, get inspired from there is A. 
uh, B here is uh, in terms of research, you know, um, uh, based on these insights is where the whole structural design, uh, you know, is takes its shape where we have, where we structure the key templates, the IA and navigation schema, very, very closely aligned with the design philosophy that, you know, is coined. Um, then, of course, as you also mentioned, you know, UT or the usability testing is plays a very, very pivotal role in validating the solution that we have, which, which, uh, which we do at a summative stage. And, um, you know, in terms of framework, I've largely see this as, you know, the three stages where you use a lot of current data analytics to, to come up with your structural design and then go back and validate with qualitative research with your customers. And once the solution goes live, use, uh, again, the life site analysis, whether it is A-B testing for multivariate, uh, you know, components or again, you know, based on the personas, create micro segments, understand the behaviors in certain journey and come back and do a continuous UX program, you know, our enhancements. That's the way I look at this framework and uh, it's quite fluid. Some solutions are already live. So can we reverse the pyramid and use it very flexibly? That's what I say. Uh, but but analytics with the maturity and which is the technology advancement that we have where we can understand the deep behaviors of customers has been a game changer in many industries. And I'm sure, you know, is where we have seen AI uh, driving recommendations in, in Netflix and any other and many other such apps that we have seen in Amazon as well. Absolutely. In fact, um, you know, while we've been talking about the financial domain, my next question comes from a personal stress um, Ashok that I've been uh, feeling as well and um, would like to know a design thinking perspective to it. In fact, finances are such stress-provoking issue for most of the people. I mean, definitely it's it's one of the most stress-provoking uh, issue for me. And it is important to know what can be done to improve this situation. I mean, the, the, the question that I have is, what are the key financial pain points for people and how can they be addressed with right financial products? In fact, how can we change the relationships between human and um, uh, finance and turn it into something pleasant? And I'm sure that there can be an interesting design thinking angle to it. What's your take here? Okay, so this is the problem, uh, rather the challenge, I would say, to phrase it better that uh, you know we as a team uh, in the bank we constantly discuss in all projects and um, and what we uh, focus is how can we socialize or make it uh, you know a democratic solution where you know the terminology or the journeys are not complex to masses okay basically this is a mass driven solution isn't it uh, it's nowhere now we are living in an age where digital banking is done only by the digitally savvy people. It has reached out in, in various uh, target segments. So A, we are, uh, you know, we always look into how can we socialize and make the whole uh, financial term simple. How can we, uh, you know, work on a structure of a journey, whether it is investing in mutual funds or, uh, you know, investing in uh, stocks, 
okay or making uh, you know um, uh, buying international uh, you know um, stocks and in- investing in gold how can it be simple okay how can we talk the language that the customer uh, can understand uh, a similar example which robin hood has done in the us where gen z is also very open to invest uh, you know and look forward for to do a secondary income there's a lot of learning uh, in this industry um, and uh, the problem statement that you are stating is going to change very soon is my perspective uh, all the financial institutes whether it's bank or investment the bfsi sector as as an industry is looking into socializing and making things simple focusing on ethical design why not say ethical is is not about uh, data pilferage it's about are you speaking the language the terms and condition that people can understand and comprehend and act on it you know or is it very very cognitively so heavy that you know we get intimidated and just call the rm or ask a friend who's who's financially savvy uh, can he help us through okay uh we were looking at uh, you know on solutioning where it can be governed okay can there be a governance at least in the products that we are looking at that the terminology and the lang- uh, with the language and the journey sounds simple easy and where you know um, it's seamless across properties uh, these are the few things that i see um, are the possible uh, you know um, uh, solutions that can make things easier as i said as i said also sorry that it's a journey and i'm sure uh, the government of uh, countries and i'm sure in india it's high time that we also should come out with digital policies where you know uh, it can be having um, you know um, regulations to keep things simple okay when it comes to digital uh i think policy makers should also be empathizing with customers not to make the you know customer read through a huge terms and condition where typically a user okay 95% and more of the customers when we have done research people don't read just ticket mark tick market and they go forward does it really make sense these are important game changers which i think uh, you know um, seniors in the industry and and um, you know people in the government should look into it hey did you know as a one stop solution for knowledge and information on agricultural practices and to address the needs of the rural ecosystem hdfc bank launched the e kisan dhan app the app gives users access to a bouquet of agricultural and banking services on their mobile Wow, interesting. In fact, this was an interesting brainstorming that we did on the podcast conversation. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Ashok, one of the other interesting subjects discussed for several years now is minimalism versus maximalism. At Avantika, we have a magazine as well, and um, you know, our third edition, if I'm not wrong, was on this um, subject of minimalism versus maximalism. so while minimalism or maximalism may be considered merely an aesthetic choice it is it it also determines many other decisions we make in product design and overall experience in general the question that i have for you there is how can designers implement 
and stand by their principles in web and product design. All right. Uh, well, I have a little contradicting uh, view here. I'm sorry for this. Um, I don't believe that there is something called minimalism or something has to, a term called, uh, you know, um, trends or latest, using latest features is important and making it maximum is important. Okay. Uh, or methods like fast, easy and quick, make it very lean and deliver it in like few weeks. I'm sorry, I, I have a different school of thought. Uh, what I believe is, uh, you know, design for context. Okay. And um, because um, things that are feature driven, function driven, and we are pushing things uh, to make a UI look uh, animated and very, very presentable as always have a, you know, it always has a shelf life. Okay. And becomes a very, very strong contender for failure. Okay. So the why I'm saying this is because for enterprise product like call center and uh, operational type of applications, which are very heavy data driven, we design for density. We don't design for minimalism. It cannot happen. Okay. Uh, whereas when we are working for customer facing applications, you'll design for uh, or uh, for for a requirement which will you know um, align with those uh, target segment psychographics. Okay, are they inclusive as a solution? So how can we focus uh, and design or craft a solution which can be a balance between the both? and also serves the larger purpose in terms of, uh, you know, um, uh, completing the task effective uh, or uh, completing the task with the most efficient solution uh, that can possibly be. So these are two schools of thoughts, I would say so. I don't believe that there's, uh, we have to focus on whether it's be minimalistic or it should be a maximum solution. Uh, you know, it is clearly on context and uh, where the need persists. Use trends uh, which can be consumed by uh, a contextual solution. If it is made for masses, trends becomes intimidating. People uh, don't uh, accept it. They have a huge learning curve, um, you know. And uh, however, if it solves your um, objective, this you know, we should be looking into that piece as well. And that's where, that's where uh, I believe, uh, you know, this works. Absolutely. In fact, uh, beautifully and well said, uh, Ashok, in terms of uh, a very interesting perspective, rather than contradic uh, contradictory, I would, I would really say that it's a, it's a very unique uh, perspective that you got on, uh, got onto the table. And it's, it's actually got me thinking into how do you uh, relook at the entire thing. But moving ahead on our show, Ashok, um, and that brings me to my second last question where we blend technology with the world of design. Robots and virtual assistants are already an important part of our lives. The need to uh, assess the implication of this new kind of interaction feels more appropriate than ever. There have been major shifts in our existence defined by our new relationship with technology itself. Uh, and the question that I have for you, Ashok, there is in the context of building relationships with technology, 
what should we be most aware or cautious of, especially from a design perspective? From a design perspective, um, you know, I'm going back through my few, um, you know, words that I just spoke. One, um, you know, um, A, is it uh, inclusive? Okay. B, is it simplifying the customer's lifestyle? All right. Um, Whether it is voice-based or AI-based, you know, um, is the solution helping people or is it just a a technology innovation, um, you know, uh, accepted by the early adopters? Um, Is it managed ethically and does it have have the right governance in terms of, you know, um, you know, in terms of data security, in terms of, you know, um, uh, taking the right information in terms of getting the minimal steps, because, uh, you know, virtual assistants or robots cannot provide all the solutions. They can get the customer started, maybe taking a lead, uh, addressing the first few questions, then, you know, it has to very, very nicely blend and converge with the larger solution which can be completing the rest of the user journey on a on a device that it is meant for okay does an ai or ai chatbot complement the whole solution in the ecosystem the digital ecosystem that the customer is going through you know that's very very important okay what is the role of the ai chatbot before we jump onto the solution okay it's something new let's accept it does it uh, talk to the customers, uh, you know, if he's wearing a watch, a, digit, a watch that can be integrated with the application? Does it, uh, you know, align with the device, the handle devices, whether it is different kinds, if it is in, if it is in, uh, in the healthcare segment? There's so many varieties of devices. Okay, does it help through all those devices? Okay, does it talk to the larger devices, which have different form factors, if it is in the media industry, like a video wall, television or your you know the other conventional devices that we have laptop child and desktops this the role of of this solution or the trending technology solution that we look forward for the emerging solution you know that's very very important before we as designers accept it in our ecosystem okay that's where i feel you know um, we should be conscious of and we should be very, very empathetic of our customers before we bombard them with these, uh, you know, innovations that are coming along. Absolutely. And in fact, uh, we would love to continue this conversation with you, Ashok. But unfortunately, due to paucity of time, it brings me to my last question. At Avantika University, we coined this term called as designering, which is the blend between design and engineering. Do you think both these worlds converge and meet at some common point? What's your view on our philosophy? It's already converged, isn't it, Rohit? Because uh, we as designers always engineer and work in a way that, uh, you know, we look at the customer's perspective and we tie and weave solutions which are technically feasible and, of course, uh, align with business objectives, isn't it? We are design engineers already, okay? It's a great terminology and I think uh, we are already in the business and we have been in the business in the last 20 and more decades in making this work. Wow, thank you so much, Ashok, for validating this. 
and it was a pleasure doing this conversation with you i'm sure there's so much learning um uh, for our listeners of this podcast show thank you so much for joining us on the show and doing this with us it was a pleasure talking to you rohit and thank you again for inviting me here Hey there we hope you enjoyed our show do write to us on ads@avantika.edu.in we look forward to your opinions feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show do tune in our channel next week on wednesday for a new story on hub hopper or wherever you get your podcast from follow us on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter